Welcome to the Minister's Friend podcast with pastor and author Dr. John Kimball. The Minister's Friend is a podcast helping pastors and other church workers navigate the challenges of leading the flock. John has been a church planter, a local church pastor, a seminary professor, and a denominational leader. He coaches and mentors pastors and missionaries around the world. Drawing on over 30 years of experience in local, regional, and national ministry, John and some of his colleagues provide practical guidance on the topics you request. We are so glad you've joined us. And now, here's our host, Pastor John. Thanks, Anna. Hi, everyone. And welcome back to the Minister's Friend Podcast. Well, today I'm sad. It's the final installment of my interview with Glenn Powell and Paul Caminiti of the Institute for Bible Reading about their great tool, the Immerse Bible Reading Experience. This has been so special and really informative. I pastor a small church plant in metropolitan Orlando. Like most church plants that are not birthed from a larger church with a ready-made staff and budget, we've had to work hard from scratch to build relationships and make gospel connections. Nothing that we've tried so far has had the same impact as the Immerse Bible reading experience. This is not an advertisement. It's just the truth. I'll tell you more about how Immerse has blessed our little congregation in a bit. And at the end of today's podcast, we'll remind you about a very special free offer for you from the Immerse guys. You're really going to want to hear about that. But first, let's get back to our interview, where today we learn that Immerse is helping churches introduce the Bible to people as a brand new book. Some folks are engaging it for the very first time. You know, if, if for us as a church plant, because uh, we're really using this to make those vital connections for disciple making and to, to, to grow the church, uh, it has just been profound for us and we appreciate it so much. Yeah, you know, John, the, the thing is, I mean, the, we've talked about the downward trend in Bible reading and understanding engagement. The other side of that is it's an opportunity right now to introduce mm-hmm. the Bible to people as a new book. Amen. Even within the church, you know, certainly outside of the church, people just don't know it anymore. That cultural moment when people could assume this general level of Bible knowledge is just not there. And I think when people read it in a format like this that feels so fresh and different, they're shocked by the content. They Mm -hmm. had no idea of what was actually in there. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's actually an exciting time to be bringing the Bible back to people and introducing it as a brand new book to Amen. them. Amen. And I, I would add to that, that when people do really begin to read and interact with the real Bible, not just the, you know, 12 verses that the mm. average Christian knows about, um, the Bible can compete. And, um, hmm. you know, my son started doing this in his small group. And he said, Dad, I'm a, I'm a little worried about this. He said, because we have a, a pattern that we follow. We get together, we have a meal. And then we have our Bible study, um, but it has to be over by eight o'clock when <laughs> Sunday night football comes on. And so the guys then, you know, go watch football and the women go to the kitchen and, and clean up or what have you. And he said, you know, these guys are not you know, the football things pretty important. And so the Bible study usually lasts 20 minutes. And he said, I don't think that's going to work. And he called me back that first night and he said, dad, they talked for an hour. Wow. And, uh, and he called me back the following week and said, we talked for an hour and a half. So I love that. The Bible 
is is winning you yes. know the, yes. the culture war with Sunday night football, and I think the Bible can be that kind of is that kind of book and can be that kind of book. Amen. Um, yeah. Amen. Tell me about I, I I really love the four questions. Um, how did those get developed? Because they've been really an important part. Sometimes some of our groups never get past the first one. Quite honestly, <laughs> where did those come from? I, I think it first first of all it came from a pretty serious um, and, and deep dive that we did looking at, uh, you know, the, the ubiquitous Bible studies that are available. And so when we looked at that, the immerse study, or excuse me, the, the reveal study that showed of 80,000 people that were queried and they were asked, what do you need most from your church? And 87% said, help me understand the Bible in depth. The follow-up question was, is your church helping you do that? Only 19% said oh, yes. No. So oh, there's, wow. this, there's this massive gap. And for a lot of people, it's puzzling. They said, well, our church does Bible studies. Um, and so there, but there's something that's missing. Um, and, and honestly, that, that gap is something that formally needs to be entered into. Mm-hmm. Churches, denominations need to be studying that and saying, what are, what are we going to do? Um, you know, to address that. But what we, what we came to believe then was that, uh, again, so many of the questions were like regurgitation questions, Mm -hmm. just repeating back something that you saw in the text. And as one pastor actually said to us, he said, the Bible studies in our church actually lobotomize people. They're not challenging them to think. They're not challenging them to wrestle with the text or to wrestle with God like Jacob um, wrestled with God. So in time, and this didn't happen right away, but we made a very deliberate pivot away from Bible studies to a book club model. Mm -hmm. And the book club model obviously is based on open-ended questions. So the right. four questions that you see there, you know, was there something that surprised you? Was there something that you saw for the first time? There's no wrong answer to that. And to your point, it really opens up the conversation in a very broad way. And, you know, the second question, was there something that confused you or concerned you? You know, people have these things. They've been harboring them in their hearts. Sure. They just never talk about them. And, you know, God desires truth in our inner persons. And so these things need to come out for the group to wrestle with them. And in that wrestling, I think actually in the wrestling transformation is, is taking place. I totally think the Holy Spirit's in charge of the wrestling. I've watched yeah. it, you know, and, and there's been some very strong feelings about things, particularly with Paul, some some mm-hmm. very strong feelings, but they get said, they get out there. And the other thing, and I would just, for for those that are listening to the podcast, as, as a pastor who's now almost one full cycle into this, be okay with saying, I don't know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to have the answer to all the questions that they're going to raise, and it's okay. Well, based upon how this is working, are there any future plans I mean, there's only one Bible, but <laughs> yeah, we're running out of material here. I mean, this Bible, we've we've pretty much got it figured out now. But uh... <laughs> oh, good. No, it's interesting, John. I think one thing, you know, in many ways, you could say immerse is a program to re-engage adult readers who have abandoned Bible reading. So we're mm-hmm. converting them back into Bible reading. But at some point, you have to say. 
Well, what if we actually had something for kids, children at different ages and stages mm -hmm. so that they grew up as Bible readers in the first place? Yes. So we're not yes. trying to turn adults back into being Bible readers, but what if we did the Bible differently with mm -hmm. younger people um, so that they grew up in appropriate ways at whatever age they are and reading ability and everything else so that they thought of the Bible as naturally a mm -hmm. book to be read. Mm -hmm. And they, they started understanding the big story earlier. They saw what it means to read the Bible through the Jesus lens earlier. All these things. What if, what if adulthood was just a natural extension of the way we grew up with the Bible, which we think right now it's not. So we're hoping that we can do more research and study, get some, some people together to help us and, and have a discussion about the Bible and kids mm. in the church and, mm. and see what can be done. Amen. Amen. You know, the, I'm, I'm very excited about what this is doing. Um, there's two other huge priorities for the church that I wish somebody would, would address in a similar way. One of those mm. is prayer because Bible mm. reading is not there, but prayer is no longer a priority in the church either, you know, right. Uh, especially intercessory prayer. And I don't, I don't know how you go about that, but if some, boy, if God could have some innovative team get out there and address that in a similar way. And the other one is disciple-making. You know, we've, we've basically done to disciple-making what we did to the Bible with chapter and verses. People think disciple-making is a 13-week study. And right. instead of actually having a one-on-one -on -one relationship that's transformational and turning people to be more and more like Christ, mm. um, I just, you know, my, my prayer has been that we would we would be more creative and more innovative and would really allow the Holy Spirit to lead us in those directions because those are also big lacking um, holes in the life of the American church. Yeah, it's interesting when you look at that big picture of the, the church that there's been a bit of a revolution in the whole small group thing, Yeah, right? I remember the church when I was younger, I mean, I'm 62 years old. When, when I was younger, there were, there were no small groups in our church. Right. That revolution happened in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. The other one was with, you know, worship music and the kind of music, the place of music uh, and a contemporary worship service. That mm -hmm. revolution happened within yeah. my lifetime. We're trying to bring a revolution in Bible reading, Amen. another major component of life within God's yes. church. But you've just identified some other ones as well. Yeah. Amen. And I, you know, we we are our, our violin. Um, and we, we confess this, you know, pretty much has one string. Um, but, but we do wonder, we do wonder if more honest Bible reading would lead to more honest praying. Amen. And if, and, and what we're hearing is that it is leading to more honest relationships, which I think is probably yeah. crucial to, to the whole discipleship, um, yeah. the whole discipleship ministry um, as well. Yep. Amen. Well, Paul and Glenn, this has been wonderful. I am so glad that you, you took me up on my invitation. Um, thank you so much for being on the Minister's Friend podcast. Yeah. And we want to thank you, too, for, for bringing this to Palmwood and for um, being a visionary and a, and a pioneer for it. It is pioneering work. Um, mm -hmm. It's a paradigm shift in terms of the way we, yeah. we engage, engage Scripture. And... Uh, we hope you'll stay in touch with us. The stories that we've heard today are hugely encouraging to us. You know, you can create things, but if it's not 
out in circulation. Yeah. If people like yourself um, are not pioneering, uh, you know, it's just words on a page. And so thank you. Appreciate oh. it. It truly has been my pleasure as a pastor to watch this thing unfold. I, I didn't know, you know, when I, I'll tell you the story, Jim got a hold of me because of a common friend and we sat down for lunch and we mm. talked about this and, and I'm thinking, oh, that's a sales pitch. Honest, I, admit, I haven't said that to him. So he's going to hear that from him on the podcast for the first time. You know. But um, um, as he began to describe this, I just, my heart just moved. I said, oh my gosh, we've got to do this. And it was it was a while for us to get all the the wheels turning in the right direction to make it happen. But oh my goodness, the impact has been wonderful. So mm, so good to hear. Very very grateful. Yep. yep. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank you, yep. John. Blessings to you. At the time of this recording, we have just completed our first segment of the Immerse Bible Reading Experience with their New Testament book called Messiah. It's been amazing. We've had more people in our seven immersed Bible reading groups than we have regular attenders on Sunday morning. Talk about outreach. And while some of those are well connected with other churches in the area, not all of them are. And the relationships that have been built are solid kingdom relationships that will continue. We have one senior saint who had invited both some friends and also some folks that she literally just met, creating a Bible reading club where she is our only church member. And my daughter began talking about Immerse among her fellow teachers at the elementary school where she teaches, and an early morning group organically formed there as well. It's proven to be a great outreach building wonderful relationships and getting people to really engage their Bibles, some of whom have never read it before. Paul is right when he says that the Bible can compete. The book club model and the open-ended questions foster great conversation, and those conversations can last far longer than the time planned. Each session ends up leaving people wanting for more, and we've watched the Holy Spirit use that yearning in some really cool ways. Transformation really does take place as people actively wrestle with the Bible text itself. Well, this coronavirus sequestering has messed up our schedule. <laughs> My original plan was to jump back into this year's emphasis on more effectively reaching youth for Christ, but I've had to cancel some plans. We'll get back to it, but in the meantime, I've got some other great content for you. Next time, I'm going to personally respond to several people who have contacted me that are struggling even to pray during this virus upheaval. Then, the following week, we're going to begin a new series with my dear friends John and Tammy Rissmiller, who serve with Pastor to Missionaries, a pastoral care ministry to missionaries around the world. All that's coming up on The Minister's Friend. We are so grateful that you are in our audience. The Minister's Friend podcast exists to help pastors and other church leaders like you lead their congregations well. As I record this episode here in April 2020, our nation is essentially shut down. We're all stuck in our homes because of the COVID-19 virus pandemic. The Immerse team would like to help us all redeem that time together bound with our families. And they're making a wonderful offer that they're calling Immerse from Home. They're providing everything that you need to experience Immerse for your whole family using the Bible book, Luke Acts. There's a downloadable PDF of that portion of the Immerse Bible. There's introductory videos to the two main sections. 
There's audio versions of the Bible text if you do better listening than reading. And there's a special family guide to make it truly a family experience. Are you interested? All the links you need to download this free resource are in today's show notes. I'm so glad that you were with us for today's episode. Would you please drop me an email and tell me what you're learning? Or, if you want, send me a topic that you'd like to see us cover. Thanks for joining us here on the Minister's Friend Podcast. Let's do this again real soon. You've been listening to the Minister's Friend Podcast with pastor and author John Kimball. Be sure to check out today's show notes for additional tools, resources, and information. If today's episode has been helpful to you, let us know. You can shoot us an email at podcast at johnrkimble.com. That's podcast at johnrkimble.com. You can also leave a note on our Facebook page. These are also the best ways to suggest topics for future shows. We want to hear from you. And please tell your friends about us. Until next time, may God bless you and your ministry with great fruit for His kingdom. Bye!